0: Welcome to Social Worker Wine Time.
1: You bring the cheese.
0: We have the wine. We're here to share with you shit they don't tell you in social work school, stories about being helpers.
1: When it comes to medical social work, we have seen and heard it all. During our episodes, we want to share some stories, laugh about them, talk to other helping professionals about their stories, and then laugh about those too.
0: We're going to make light of all the humorous happenings and bizarre encounters in our day-to-day life.
1: We are also working moms and wives, and we'll probably share some of our funny parenting and marriage stories that occur in our lives as well. Our purpose is to use
0: humor to encourage those in the helping professions and working moms and wives.
1: Okay, welcome back to Social Worker Wine Time. Christine and I got to chatting a little bit and, um, we try to catch up before we record, but then sometimes we realize we should have just recorded. And so that today was one of those times, but, um, we were, um, chatting about, um, coworkers that have shit their pants, you know, one of our episodes, um, I can't even get back to how we got on that topic. Anyway, um, and she said that she was almost a co-worker of the Peter Pants at work, except that she works from home in her bedroom.
0: Which is, like, maybe 100 feet from the toilet.
1: <laughs> and we said, wow, you must have been really desperate if you didn't think you were going to make it from the bedroom to the toilet. <laughs> like, I push my limits but I have to walk my ass to the bathroom. So I know I'm like, okay, if I'm getting to that point, I better go. But you know, when you're home, you're like, Oh, it's right there. I'll just go. And then you get trapped on a call or a meeting. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Well,
0: and here's my problem. So current state, my desk is in my, my, um, my bedroom. Right. But my, I'm having a chair issue. <laughs> so prior to moving the desk into my office or my bedroom, which I call my office, um, it was in Milton's office at our old house. And he used, because he has shorter legs than I do, he used one of our dining room chairs, but he wasn't uh... working from home. So we were using that chair. Well, I can't sit on a dining room chair for eight fucking hours. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know I have a big ass, but like seriously, like that hurts after a while. Yeah. So, I've been toying between that and one of my um football, baseball tailgating chairs that has a cup holder attached to it. But I have to put and I'm not kidding, a roho cushion <laughs> to boost me up high
1: enough,
0: too low because <laughs> And because of my height and I have a pull-out, like I hate pull-out keyboards. Oh, me too. I, I'm in this situation. Me too. Yeah. I was starting to get really like sore and I'm like, screw this. I'm gonna go get my gr- zero gravity. You're gonna chair.
1: get a pressure
0: ulcer. <laughs> right? That's what, I was like, I'm gonna get a pressure ulcer from all of this like wrong chair business. So I went and got my zero gravity chair. You know, there's real nice ones where, like, you can, like, lean back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, the problem is my bedroom's got carpet, so I can't just, like, slide it out. So I had, I I was, like, in the midst of doing something, and we've all been there. Like, even when I worked on the floor, you're like, I got to finish this, and then I'm going to go to the bathroom. And, like, two hours later, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to piss myself.
1: And I never went. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I started doing something and then I get an Outlook
1: reminder that I was a minute late to a meeting.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, a hundred feet
1: from the bathroom, but
0: a hundred feet from the bathroom. And now like, I'm literally my grandmother, bless her heart, rest in peace would always say, I have to pee so bad. My molars are floating. My molars were like in a Titanic
1: situation. (laughs)
0: Oh my God. And this meeting went on for an hour, and oh. I have a so I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh my god! And this person like would not shut up, and I'm like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So I'm like, Okay, y'all have a great day, and I like just like leave, <laughs> but I couldn't get out of the chair. <laughs> it's so- start laughing and that's like the worst thing to do when you've got to pee really bad oh yeah laughing is just squeeze it
1: in even more
0: move come on come on and, and I hear I hear from the other room like are you okay are you okay I'm like <laughs> no! no I literally like I swear to you if it would have been in any other situation I probably would have pissed myself but I'm like oh my god Oh my god! I'm like, I can't do that again. I can't do that
1: again. I'm gonna have to be like six minutes late to the next meeting. <laughs> oh, that's the benefit of still working in a facility because, like, when we're late to a meeting, we're like, "Sorry, I was with the patient." <laughs> I mean,
0: right, right.
1: And I like, might have been the bathroom, but
0: but but the problem, like, I had the chair, so I have to have the chair in a certain way. To be because- Like, right, because there are some meetings that maybe I don't have to have my camera on. And I may recline for a few minutes to stretch my back out. So, you know, and it's not like a full-on recline, but like I could not get out. Like I could not, I I was tucked in so much that I could not actually move the chair out from behind me or move around it because Right, because you couldn't turn. Right. It doesn't turn and the leg. And then the recline part of the chair was stuck out, so like I could, I was stuck. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm literally gonna just,
1: I, I, I need yeah. the security camera footage of this. <laughs> right? Do you have like a ring camera in your room or a nanny cam in your room? Oh my god! Oh my god! All the walls I would have just like. Zero gravity, all the way back, and slid out backwards.
0: And just, I was literally, I'm like, oh my god, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it. And I'm just like, and I'm not kidding you. Every time we go to the grocery store and we come home, I don't know if it's like the temperature change from the the grocery store to outside to the car to outside to yeah. the house. As soon as I hit my feet to our garage door, I'm like, I have to pee. Yeah. And I will have, and I'm stubborn as a mule when it comes to groceries. I will pile on like 10 plastic bags on each arm, and I will literally, like, practically take them into the bathroom because I have to pee so bad and I can't get them off of my arms. (laughs) Girl, you're a hot mess. Like I'm like I, I can't do like I'm like I'm stuck and because I've done it so many times I get no help because they're like you put yourself in this position.
1: I didn't ask to have this. I just don't want to have to walk back and forth. I, I didn't ask to have this child dancing on my bladder for nine months know, Right
0: like hey look I had a 10 pound child on my bladder and or almost
1: 10 pounds like you gotta yeah. deal with it. Right. Like I'm going to have to pee more often than normal. Sorry. And so for me, I'm kind of like the way that my two danced on my bladder, I don't get the urge to pee until it's time to go. So I actually have to like force myself to pee. So like when I refill my cup, I go pee first. Like I have this thing and I won't eat lunch unless I go pee. And I will not, even if I am busy, slammed, late, whatever, I have to go first. Because if I don't, I won't go and I won't feel it until it's too late because I don't get the sensation until it's literally like push on my bladder and it hurts like because they like apparently ruined that like gotta go pee sensation that you normally get when you're like oh I might have to pee no I'm like my bladder's full right now and we're gonna go pee <laughs> like those are the only warnings that I get and I'm like Ur. so yeah I'm yeah. like
0: like but you know like when I mean even when I worked on the floor I could go almost a whole shift and yeah. not yeah yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I have to pee
1: right then and there. And there's no, yeah. Which is so, and when I was young, it was fine. Cause I could, you know, but after the kids, I have found that I cannot do that anymore. Like I can still go the whole shift, but then when I have to go, I have to go right then. And it's not going to be pretty if I don't. And so, oh, yeah. so I toilet myself, like basically like a nursing home patient. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I've noticed so like when we were traveling for spring break I and I and I don't know why I did it but I noticed like when we when we stay in hotels we normally have like the continental breakfast and I love cranberry juice and orange juice mixed together
1: mm-hmm. but I it's like, like cran apple
0: racial ratio ratio cran apple I, I I'm okay with cran apple but cran OJ is like
1: but I know
0: that for whatever reason, and it could totally be my psyche. I have to pee a lot after I do it. And I totally did it the day we were traveling back. Oh, no. And I'm like, we were on the road for like 45 minutes. And I, and I knew and I'm like, I have to pee before we leave the hotel. And so Milton and Rex went down to the car and I'm like, I will check out. I'm going to pee <laughs> I'm like we're in the car and I'm like um so are we gonna get to a rest stop soon and I get the look and I'm like uh a pee again gotta pee and he's like like how bad and I was like oh we can probably wait
1: five minutes
0: know. I'm like 30 minutes and then all of a sudden I start seeing signs and I'm like I think I gotta
1: go now <laughs> <laughs> oh that happens to me too
0: it worked worked out because we stopped off at chick-fil-a and just got lunch since we were there and just put it in the car and then like ate it like you know a half hour 45 minutes later so we didn't yeah but yeah yeah. it's tough it's tough yeah so I'm dying to hear this story that you said I'm oh my goodness
1: so yes this is gonna have this will end up somehow being the title of the episode because um it just will um, cause it's that good of a story. So talking about almost peeing your pants, this may have happened to me for the laughing reason though. I, there's a, a nurse that a mutual, um, colleague of ours that we've both worked with in the past who is quite possibly the nicest human ever. I mean, Be she's nice. taking care of some of my family members, like super nice girl. But sometimes I feel like when I look at her and I talk that the lights are on in nobody's home.
0: I get it. I get
1: that. And I, I like, I don't know. I, and so I have to like ask. So I've gotten to the point where I try not to judge, like I'm trying to be a better person, right? I'm judging a little bit right now, but as an explanation. So I have to say, do you understand what I just said? Do you have any questions for me? Do you need me to repeat this? Like, I have to ask because
0: I, I always just. always thought it was a language thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But I always thought it was a language thing.
1: Well, and I didn't know, you know, right. and, and so know. that's why I ask, like, do you, cause I know that I can be confusing. I can have a lisp. I can slur my words. Like I a hundred percent, but she also doesn't necessarily like advocate for herself. She's actually advocates great for her patients and she'll bug the shit out of you if she needs something from you. And that's good. So I'm, I, you know, I appreciate that, but I, she doesn't always advocate for herself. So I always have to be like, did you get that? Do you need help? Do you need a, do you have a question? Here's my number. Call me, you know, anyway, bless her cute little heart. So she had to move, you know, where she was working after all these changes that caused Christina to relocate as well. And So, you know, things have changed. And so I I run into her a little less frequently, but it just depends on the day. So she was um, taking a patient outside, like, because I don't know if every facility does this, but at our facility, you can't leave walking. Like you have to be wheeled to your car. And so she was taking them. And so Christina, some of these details will be more um, understandable to Christina because she worked there with me but it's still so she's taking this patient she's wheeling him in one of the um visitor wheelchairs not the one with like handles like the one that you have to squeeze the bar to push um she's christina's already laughing just wait just wait you don't even know so so to get out by the emergency room You have to push this thing on the door and then you have to open, you have to push this button and then you have to push the door manually. There's no automatic door here. Why? You did not go through the emergency room patient exit because every place you go, you tap your badge and the doors will fucking magically open for you. Okay, but she chose the manual doors. And so she's like pushing the thing, right? Like I'm leaving my office, which is down the hall. So I can see her, but I'm not there. So she's pushing the thing, and she's trying to open the door, and then she's trying to, like, pull the patient through, you know, like, backward. Not the patient backwards, patient forwards, but she's trying to, like, pull the foot of the wheelchair, but you can't move that wheelchair unless you're squeezing the back. Okay? And I see her struggling, and my heart hurts for her because she's trying to do a good thing, but she didn't use her brain because... Literally, I could find you a hundred ways out of the hospital in which you do not have to manually open a door, okay? So, hold on. Okay. So... We know where the time clock is. I
0: know exactly, I
1: know exactly which doors because it goes out to the main road by the emer- yes. the new emergency yes. room entrance. So, yes. Facility. Yes. Like, okay. So,
0: yes. it used to be down by the cafeteria.
1: Yes. Okay. So was she,
0: was she using her back to push the door open? No. Yes.
1: Yes, so she okay. went in front of the wheelchair and was trying to, you know, hold the door open
0: through the door. Okay. But so- you
1: can't do that because you the wheelchair doesn't move unless you're squeezing the bar in the back. <laughs> so I'm watching her struggle. She gets it. Bless her heart. I don't know how she figured it out. Maybe she had him squeeze the bar. I don't know. Okay. And this man was not elderly. Like he was Middle-aged, like, you know, he he looked fairly healthy. Obviously, he was in the hospital, but whatever. So, she gets through that door. Well, guess what? There's another door just fucking like that right after it. Except you don't have to push the button. This one, you just have to get the door open. So, she's trying to have him lean forward and push the door with his hand while she pushes him. You know, like the wheelchair. He did not fall out of the chair. No, but... (laughs) Like, then it was his foot started hitting it, right? And so by this point, I've now caught up to them. And I'm now going to open the door and hold the door because <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's like when you see...
0: and watch this struggle bus?
1: No, I already watched it for one set of doors. I couldn't do it again. <laughs> so, but you know, like, so here's the thing, though. If you're a mom, I don't know if she has children. If you're a mom and you have a stroller, you turn the, the whole stroller backwards and you pull them backwards. You could squeeze the bar and pull the wheelchair backwards through the door with you but she was going backwards to the door, but she wasn't turning the wheelchair around. Like she was right. still trying to put the, the feet first and, and her, her back. It wasn't working. So I help her. And she was like mystified that I would come and help her. <laughs> by this time, she also passed up another exit with automatic doors, by the way. <laughs> um, in between those two doors, there's an exit with automatic doors that she passed up. Um, but I now help her because I feel bad. I couldn't watch. <laughs>
0: you are the most struggled with and it. Sh-
1: She's in awe that I would do something so nice because I'm not nice. Like I know I'm aware it's fine. And she was just like, Oh my gosh, that was so nice. And I was like, you're welcome. Of course. I mean, this poor patient is now struggling because you can't figure out how to get him out the door. It's of course I'm going to help you because this patient thinks that we're freaking morons at this hospital and he's never going to want to come back. Okay. So now. Oh, there's uh, more. Oh my God, girl. This is only the beginning. This was, this was the minor part. So now we're on the sidewalk, right? Right. And there's like this U shaped walkway. And if you go to the right, you go back to the emergency room. If you go to the left, you go out into the main road. Right. And she said, where's your car parked? Because he apparently drove himself. And he said, I'm in the parking lot to the left, like down by where you used to work. Okay. Right? You know that parking lot over there? Yeah, the side of the hospital. Yes. Yes. So she's like, oh, I'll wheel you to there. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. I can walk there. And she's like, oh, no, no, I'll wheel you. And I'm like, okay. So we're behind them because I feel rude right, going around them after we help them out the door. So my coworker and I are together. We're do-do-do behind them. We're just talking about stuff because at this point, I'm trying not to laugh, talk about, you know, this situation. So we're trying to distract ourselves. So they go down and then they make the left onto that sidewalk. And now if you go straight, you're going to hit the long sidewalk, right? And you'd have to go to the corner and then enter the parking lot that way. But if you you turn now, you're going to end up in the parking lot where the um, delivery trucks back up okay by yes. the loading docks right yes. you follow yes. Yes. where we're going yes.
0: like right between but I didn't think there was a sidewalk there so
1: there's Maybe a sidewalk there and then now. a driveway right and then a driveway yes. okay. and then the sidewalk continues with the fence yes and the cars are all parked up along the fence yes so he says oh I'm over there like in that lot and she's like oh okay and so she decides to cut into the lot there instead of going all the way down and turning left and on the road right? She decides to cut through the loading dock driveway. So she, and now, you know, it kind of goes down because those trucks, they got to line their height up and stuff. So they kind of like down this little hill. So now I'm walking, we speed up. So now we're actually in line with them, but they're in the parking lot and there's this fence and then there's us. Right. But it's a, it's like a, what, like a five foot fence. So I can still see over it with my eyeballs, but I'm not like super tall. So my car and I are walking she's walking through the parking lot right like along this row of cars but she's through the loading dock area and her and i are now we're just talking now we were like okay this situation has resolved you know we're good all of a sudden we hear a scream we hear "Ah!" and i'm like oh my god what the fuck just happened and i turn my head because we're still kind of like parallel to them right but we can't get there because there's now a fence in between us (laughs) there's a drainage so that the parking lot doesn't flood oh yeah she drove him right into it he is now basically on his hands and knees because the whole he went forward and he caught himself with his hands the basin that was in his lap with all his toiletries has dumped and his paperwork has dumped itself out and it's roll, they're rolling in all different directions in the parking lot he is instantly regretting his decision to allow her to push him to the car And my coworker, because I have, like, (laughs) the most wonderful person, she's like, we should go help her. (laughs) And I said, no, we can't. I said, because if we go help her, I'm going to have to put an incident report in. Because I can't just let this go. (laughs) Like, I'm clocked out. I am no longer on, I'm on public property. I'm on a public sidewalk. (laughs) I am not working. And if I go there, I'm gonna write a report because I don't even care if she wasn't planning on writing a report, I'm writing a report because that was just dumb. (laughs) Like after I watched you like try to try to clip the guy's feet in the door, make him push the door with his hands. Like, I mean (laughs) and now you dumped him out of his freaking chair in the into the drainage
0: all i could so okay so while you're telling me this like i hear the scream and all i can think of is maybe she thought that there were steps and there wasn't and he just like fell off like no to the loading dock like that's all i can think no (laughs) thank
1: god can you imagine
0: so now this man has to go back into the emergency room and be evaluated because he fell
1: i mean unless he refused i don't i don't i don't know because we were we were now far enough away that, yes, we heard the scream and I could see over the fence, but we couldn't get to them anymore, like without walking like a whole nother, you know, two blocks back and around. So I don't know. I crossed the street and got in my car. And, but yes, I'm assuming that she should have probably recommended that he go get checked out and then she has to write her report. And no, he-, <laughs> he should have walked.
0: He should have walked
1: i and now and now i have to work with her do you know how many times i've had to work with her since then it's like the universe intentionally keeps putting me on her in her unit
0: maybe because maybe because they know you she needs it
1: here's the thing she's an amazing nurse like i i haven't worked in that capacity so i don't you you know uh, to me
0: like she would be a nurse that i would want a watching out for me. Like, she does yeah. advocate,
1: like, she... Right, yeah. Okay. So that, right, like, she will bug the shit out of you until she gets what you need. You're not going <laughs> If you're in a wheelchair, you're screwed. She will also dump your ass out of the wheelchair in the parking lot, though. Oh, my God. So... Christine and I were just talking about um, the the contest that we had a few years back, probably in season one, um, when the air conditioning was broke in my office and the report on her computer was broken. And we were thinking that we have to have a new um, a new contest, like a new competition. I will say I this is really bad and maybe I'm going to hell. Well, sometimes we make bets on things that work. Christina's laughing in case you can't see her face. Um, They're not really good bets though. They're like bets on like, does this patient die before the hospital ever gets her decision maker?
0: It's not funny.
1: They're horrible. Okay. And that was one of the better ones.
0: It's sad though.
1: I, so like this this is what we deal, like what I do and so then we also have bets on when the people who refuse hospice will return to the hospital
0: um so I kind of do the same thing when I am looking at CHF patients
1: <laughs> That was our last bet. She was a CHF patient who didn't understand and it didn't matter no matter how you explained it to her. She, she was like, well, I'm going to go home and I need to go to the store and I need to do this and that. And I'm like, no, no, no. That was what you did six months ago. But like, you're dying now and that's not, you're not going to go to the store and like do all these things. Like You need to go to a nursing home or an assisted living with hospice. Like those are your options. And she was like, no, 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 I just need them to give me the right medications to fix this. And I'm like, no, 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 this isn't fixable. (laughs) And so that's, yeah, it was a CHF patient who had kidney disease as well. And, you know, you can only do so much with diuretics and it was a mess. And so we took bets on how many days she would make it. So here's the weirdest thing, though, Christina, we um, haven't seen her. So I've been checking the obituaries because there's no way that she stayed out for a month.
0: As God is my witness, I've totally done it.
1: (laughs) And so she died, I'm sure. There's no way she's still alive because she literally came back like every six days for like six months.
0: Oh, so I hate to say this and this is going to sound so morbid, but we're going to see her body on television. I know. i know and i feel bad for these people because they feel like you know especially the older population right like the generation that is currently like the korean war generation yeah or two is kind of phased out they're done yeah korean war and these people have always thought like whatever the doctor says is Bible. Like, oh, I don't ha- I don't feel good. So here, take this med. This is gonna cure your ailment, right? Like right. medication is gonna solve everything. You're gonna live forever because we're gonna give you all kinds of drugs. Well, you know, obviously that's not really and true what drugs do. Like, yeah, like we're gonna help you. It's just gonna prolong the inevitable for most diagnoses, especially like CHF, right? So she probably is like. Oh, yeah. It, well, the doctor's just going to give me this magic pill. Let me tell you, if there's a magic pill, I want
1: one. So I will tell you, to make up for my um, insensitivity. That's the right word, right? My insensitiveness, whatever it is. I will tell you. So I um, was talking to a doctor that you would never, and I'll tell you after who it was, you would never um, have guessed this from. Um, and he was telling me about a patient that he asked us to see and she, uh, or he didn't, the patient had like cirrhosis and, um, uh, a type of one, like a mild cancer, one that you could live with for years, but not one that you could live with forever. And he's like, I don't really think he gets it. Like I've tried to explain to him that he's dying and he just, he's just not getting it. And I said, well, we'll just bring our magic wand and we'll fix him. And he's like, I know, wouldn't that be great? And I said, yeah, I said, that would be great. And uh, I said, I'm sure that's what most of your patients, you know, want you to do. And he's like, I wish I could. And I laughed like, yeah, they'd like us a lot better if we did. And he stopped and he turned around. I put his name in the chat, by the way. Um, He stopped and he turned around and he looked at me in the eyes and said, no, I really wish I could. And I was like, oh, you might have a heart in there somewhere. It's like the Grinch grew like three sizes that like he wow. actually like, wished that he could cure all his patients. So like, could he, could he
0: walk through the door with his heart swollen?
1: It was tough. It was because a doorway actually in your old stomping grounds that was now new hospital stomping grounds. Mm. He had to walk through that hallway. He made it though. So mm.
0: I mean, I'm just thinking there's no divider for the double doors because obviously, yeah,
1: no, it was the hallway. Oh, uh, oh, oh, the hallway. Okay, by where the the old medical director of your unit okay. uh, office was. So we were thinking that we needed a new bet bedding system, but there was something else that that was leading to. But what was it? I think like you and I need to have our own betting system. Oh I, we just need to ha- I need the dementia reversed. So I texted Christina and I said, if we don't record a podcast <laughs> in three days, I have to tell you the story because it's so funny. And I don't freaking know what it was. Guess what? We spoiler alert, we did not record in three days because life. And now I've forgotten the story completely. And it was so good that I was willing to tell it to her. Like I prefer to tell her my stories while we podcast because her natural like organic reaction is so funny to me and it's what makes it more fun like it's what makes our podcast fun so we try not to spoil like we'll use a word here and there to help us trigger our memory well I didn't use one fucking word so I have no idea what it was about although we have a clue because after that I did send like the crazy genogram that I I had to guys it's color color code the genogram that's how fucked up this patient's family was pardon my I've been drinking a little bit um pardon my uh, language but like I was having trouble keeping track and I had to literally color code it so I'm hoping that that was it but I don't know and so I'm gonna go look back in my previous notes and like some work files and see if I can figure out what it was um but we were talk- oh oh we were talking about the air conditioning yes Oh, yes, we were betting on the air conditioning, but what what,
0: that was leading to something. You were saying that you had a story relating to the betting. So I assumed it was relating to like the bets that you make with your team and like the previous.
1: Yeah, yeah. But there was something else that was going to come after that, I thought, but maybe not. Maybe it was just a. A random. Well, I don't know. We can move on with our topics.
0: I've had a very interesting couple of weeks with having to deal with inpatient. I have decided that. So the hospital that I initially started working at had a lot of OGs and those OGs have now since retired. So a lot of the people at that hospital, I don't know. Yeah. So um and I always joke with others that we have left but you know we know the OGs and we're like you know we're going to be considered the who's at one point somebody's gonna be like who are you and I'm gonna be like I'm the bomb diggity and
1: you have no idea right oh yes oh there's there's one who is like the legend they're like the legend and like when the new people come in and don't know her I'm like what do you mean you don't know her Like, how do
0: you not know these people? Right. So anyhow, um, I've been working on this process and doing a lot of training with inpatient. And I was talking to a particular case manager and uh, about this process because she was confused, which I understand because the process was not explained by me. It was, I delivered the information to the powers that be. And then they Played telephone and either just shared the information via email or explained it, but didn't explain it correctly. So I'm having this conversation with this patient and, you know, I pull up, I pull up the chart and <laughs> I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, I see so many things wrong. Like if I was on the floor I would have completely evaluated this person completely different. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, there yeah. Was
0: so many times I'm looking at a chart and I'm like, okay, why didn't you do this? Like, do you not know that this is an option? So I'm looking at it, and a particular patient um, was in the emergency room and they were trying to figure out whether they can go to, like, skip the whole, you know, skip collecting 200 and going to a sniff. No, Pasco. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: And because we have an EMR across several, you know, quite a few counties, we can see where they've been. And this person right. is fairly new to the general area. So their medical history is not in depth, like most of our people.
1: Yeah, sadly.
0: So I see that there were there were two ED visits and a, like an observation visit and... Um, one of the, ED, it was ED, OBS, and then the current ED. So there was only three things. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, Hey, you know, I have a question. Like, are you considering admitting, or are you just thinking $200, right? Collect $200 and go and go. And she's like, well, I don't know if we, we, sh- we can admit because I, I don't know if there's an admitting thing. And I was like, you know, can I just say like, I don't remember the, dis- the, the, It was a distinctive fracture. Uh, This person, the patient should be wearing certain, certain, um, a certain brace. Okay. Out of bed. Oh. Anytime out of bed for six weeks. Now, this ED visit is a reflection of a fall. Oh, no. And it's less than the time that this brace should be off. So I said, Hey, you know, I'm just looking at these notes and I see, I, I hear what you're saying. I was like, but I really think this patient probably should be admitted and evaluated. Like this is her second fall. And the first fall caused a huge, like a large fracture that required her to wear a brace when she is out of bed. Yeah. And she's like, wait, what? And I'm like, yes. Look at therapy notes. No one goes back. Nobody goes back. It's like, they look at the patient here. So she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, I, I would not just send her off. Like I would evaluate her because like she had surgery mm-hmm. and she has now fallen. Like, did she fall? Without her brain? Right.
1: Like was she even wearing her brace like what
0: was she wearing her brace so come to find out she was not even wearing her brace (sighs) this round thank god i said something because she's like um yeah the patient wasn't wearing the brace like she's physically walked to the patient's room and and saw
1: right
0: and she's like that was a good catch and i'm thinking to myself okay first of all you shouldn't have been catching that i shouldn't have been catching that From home one two how did a physician not see that because it gives the description in the ed like why they were there right i'm just like i have i have discovered three situations at different places different situations and i'm just like i don't understand this i don't understand this i came i came across one today where the patient was non-weight-bearing on toes on one leg and non-weight bearing on the other and they sent him home um. because yeah I'm just like um he needs to go to an acute rehab like he can't get into a sniff like he needs to go to an acute rehab I don't know why you guys are and they're like why didn't we think of this I'm like
1: so I don't know if it's like the volume or like things have changed I'm not saying things are the same as when I was doing you know, these kinds of situations, things get more complicated. They have more needs now. Now we're concerned about safety and food. I mean, like, like, like a the lot of, and all that. Right. A lot of people's basic needs are not being met by society, by the system, by themselves, by whatever the generational shit that's been passed out. I don't know. I, I can't, I don't study it. So I don't know. So I get it. So, like, there's a lot more fires, like, of, immediate needs, like, shelter, food, you know, and I get it, but, like, some of these things, like, that you and I did are not even being, like you said, thought of, like, like, acute rehab or inpatient rehab or, you know, like, why would you not even, why would you not look? I had a lady who was, the and the, the it's notorious, the ER is notorious for not looking. I don't know. I don't work in the ER. It's been God, I think the last time I worked in the ER was like 2008, seven. Like it's been a long time. And I mean, I maybe I've covered the ER, you know, throughout the years, but it's been a long time since I sat there and I was like the person they would come up to the desk. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a hundred percent. Again, I'm not judging. I'm just noticing like what's going on. Right. So I have this CEO who's like 90 something. She was here in April. She signed her own DNR, it is scanned into the computer. She comes in after, was she a rehab? No, she came from home with the daughter. Comes in short of breath. In the previous notes, it says that the daughter is her only child. She's widowed. So immediately the daughter is the decision maker. Like it's a no brainer. For once, finally. And do you think that they... So the daughter says, hey, by the way, my mom's a DNR. And the is like, well, you don't have POA paperwork. I'm like, they never give a shit. Okay? Like, literally, we have made bets on whether the patient will fucking die before they get a decision maker. Like, that's how slow they are at getting a legal person to make decisions, right? And so she's... They are like, well, you can't make her a DNR until you show us your paperwork. Even though the patient has signed her own DNR three months prior and it's scanned in, they don't know it's there. So then it gets better. The patient wakes up, like, because she was just so short of breath. She couldn't even talk. You know, like, when you get to that point where you just can't. Mm -hmm. So now she clears up a little bit because they give her breathing treatments and oxygen all these things. And she's upstairs. She signs another DNR now, three months later. They still have her as a full code in the system. Because the daughter hasn't brought in the POA. Who gives a shit? The patient's now alert and oriented.
0: Signed the DNR. Yep. So what are they going to sit there and pound on her chest if she stops?
1: They would have if I had, had we not come in and fixed it. Yeah, they would have. And so I'm like, I don't, I don't, how do you miss that? How do you not see that the patient and the doctor signed her own no life support paperwork this is the I don't understand I I feel like
0: I need to like I know this sounds crazy but I feel like me personally I want to go it like I want to follow a patient yeah and basically I want to f- I want to be like this patient. I don't, I, and I don't even need to know the person. Like I don't want it to be my family member. No, obviously. like I just want it to be somebody right. And go in with the person and go through the whole process of coming into the ED registration, talking to you, giving you the paperwork. Like, I want to follow, like, I just want to be kind of like a cameraman, like, you know how you see these, um, 48 hours in the ED documentary
1: thing, almost
0: documentary, right? Like I want to go and just pick a random patient and just be with them from the moment they walk in the door to the moment they leave, whether it's going to another facility, home, heaven, I want to be there and see and truly see, because like, do you know how many times, like even looking at like the face sheet or whatever, I like we call it face sheets, right? Yeah. But, like, demographics. You know the patient has been to like four different parts of the hospital, and like, not even just the point of con- like not even the emergency contacts, right? But like the insurance is incorrect, and like phone people,
1: numbers.
0: You've already done like eight hundred exams. Oh yeah. like there's so many steps. Like I would I would love to just be a part of the process because you know when you go into the emergency room or even when you go to the doctor's office, you have to bring your ID, you have to bring your insurance card, and yet they still fuck it up.
1: Yeah. Oh, it 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 continues to be we have a patient today who was here for 4 days and had no emergency contact. None. Not the board. I mean, I don't even care if you give me the boyfriend who's technically not a, a decision maker or a next, I'm okay with that. As long as you give me something to start with, right? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be correct. As long as it'll give me someone that I can like a, a jumping point, right? Like, right. no, they don't care. No. It, it's, and then it's ridiculous. So then I have a, another patient, same week. Same place, I have another patient this week who again, like, 90-something-year-old female fell at home, has dementia, broke her hip, lived at home with the son and daughter-in-law. There's, like, three other children, and they decide not to do hip surgery because she also, besides the dementia and the broken hip, she has, like, serious cardiac and kidney issues. And so the team was just like you know even if she survived the surgery she might end up on dialysis or you know all these things and the family's like that's not what she would want and normally they say at least do the surgery and try and then if they fail after the surgery make them you know hospice or something but they were to the point that this lady was so sick that it just wasn't even worth trying to do the surgery it was worth more like immobilizing it and just you know making her comfortable so that was okay to do without the paperwork from the son the patient had clear dementia could not communicate and it was okay to allow the son who had not produced paperwork to say no surgery just make her comfortable but the lady on the other side of the hospital who had a signed slip that said she didn't want artificial life support They could not fix her code status. She signed it herself. We can't honor that, but we can allow a son who hasn't produced paperwork to make decisions for this lady. I I just like, sometimes it, like you said, like I can't, I don't think I could follow a patient from beginning to end because I think that at some point I would lose my ever loving mind.
0: But you know what? Like, I think like, honestly, like I think where I would want to be is be like, Hey, Hey, like, how is this incorrect? How do you not have this? We've gone through three steps of this hospital thus far. Like I, like I understand, like certain things happen, right? Like the ED gets visit or busy, registration has got things going on or whatever. Like I get that, but there are so many times that, like, at some point, hey, I, I have a perfect example. Okay, so. Milton and I do not go to the same family doctor. Like he goes to Me one. Me
1: Yeah.
0: I go to a different. Me too. Um, it just, it that's how it always happens. Now, when I sign in every time, now I have no problem. Like I've put in there, every time I go in, I put that you can disclose information. I have nothing to hide. Right? Yeah. No, same. When yeah. I go in, I sign in. I cannot tell you. If my appointment is coming up, he gets all my reminder calls. Do you no. know how many times I've changed it? Even every time I've gone in and be like, "You always call my husband." I don't care that you call him,
1: but right? Like, but he's supposed to be my emergency. My husband,
0: he answers, says, well, "You have to call her." You know, I right. You're calling me first, like I'm her backup. Yeah, I can't tell you how many this has gone on for years. And I've tried to fix it every time I go in. I try to fix it Anytime I have any doctor's appointment, with the exception of my exception of my specialists. That never that I have no problem, but anything affiliated with like the hospital, I don't get it. The doctors they cannot get it straight. I, they so you know what I did the last time? I took his number out.
1: <laughs> remove him. We're divorced. I'm divorcing Milton.
0: You know what I I did? It, it's it's gonna screw me. It's gonna bite me in the ass one day because I put my number as my emergency contact.
1: Number. Well, let's let's sure <laughs> shit. Hope you don't actually have an emergency there.
0: Be yeah, on the. I'm gonna be on the table and they're gonna be calling my cell phone
1: and it's gonna start ringing in your patient belongings. Oh, I have a good one. So today, um, we happen to walk up to a unit and the patient that we were going to see apparently was upset because no one could find his phone Uh yeah and apparently he had given his phone to the staff like the night before to charge or something because we have like charging stations and they're not like in the room like if you don't bring your charger we have to put your phone somewhere and no one could find it and so the charge nurse had the grand idea like let me try to call it maybe it's somewhere on the charging or you know like up at you know, in the unit somewhere. Let me try to call it.
0: Probably would have done the same thing.
1: Right. And I mean, kudos. She's trying, right? I mean, we're not, nothing's perfect here. And so she starts calling it. No, like, my you, I don't think
0: the ringtone is like something so vulgar.
1: No, but oh. I don't have the best hearing. I have been to a lot of concerts in my life. And I will admit that like I have middle-aged hearing at best. And so I'm like, I think I hear something. But then the tube system starts howling and then like the call bell starts going off and I'm like, "Eh." and then the monitor starts beeping and I'm like, son of a biscuit, can you all just be quiet for one minute so I could try to hear this thing, right? But I also hear this faint like drumming, like it sounds like drums, like a, like a musical, like almost like one of the interludes in our podcast. Okay. And I'm like, I hear it and I'm looking around, I'm looking under stuff. I'm looking in the waiting room. I'm looking in all sorts of places. Nothing. I'm like, what the hell? And so it, then I hear it go to voicemail. So I hang up and I'm like, so then I open a drawer at the nurse's station and there's like six phones inside. I'm like, so one phone has like someone's name and I'm like, no, that's not that one. So the other phone says like, this is this room person. They left it here. They'll be back on this day. Okay. Then like, there's another phone that has somebody else's name. I'm like, nope. Then there's a phone in a bag that's has no name. And it's, it's lit, like it's like the screen is on, like this. And I'm like, oh, I bet it just stopped ringing. So that I find the charge nurse's phone, because she's walked away, she's wandering down the unit thinking she's going to find it in the freaking supply room, God bless her, I don't know. So she's gone, and so I'm like, let me, I could do this. You send me on a mission like this, I am going to find this shit, I will find shit out about anything, you know, we've already talked about this before we started recording. So... I find her phone on the table and I hit redial because I'm like, okay, she must have, she's the one who was calling, you know? So I hit redial and the phone in my hand starts ringing. And I was like, yay. I was so excited. I know it's like a small miracle, right? But like, not everyone wants to talk to me when I come to visit them. Like, people are like, oh, I don't need a mental health counselor. I'm just fine. I don't need a social worker. I'm just fine. Like the people are very much in denial about the seriousness of their situation. And so if I can earn some brownie points before I go in this patient's room, like I'm going to take every effing brownie point I can find like some, right. Something to build rapport. Sometimes it's humor. Sometimes I'm getting them like a bedpan. Sometimes I'm getting them their favorite snack. I bend all kinds of rules to get people to like me and want to talk to me so I can help them. And so I was like, I have this patient's cell phone. I was like, that's it. Now they're going to love us. And so sure as shit, I went in there and I was like, I got your cell phone. He was like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, it was so great. And I, I'm not kidding. When we left the room, like my team even said, like, I bet you had we not found his phone, he probably wouldn't have spoken to us. Like that's, you know, like that's how difficult of a time he was having, especially uh, not to be stereotypical, but especially males. They're just not as chatty as females. Like, right or Mm -hmm. just not.
0: That reminds me of when I had a patient on my floor and he kept saying that he had left his shoes upstairs. And I said, okay, I'm going to find out which floor you're on. And I legit call the floor. Like they, these are like the, the orthopedic old man oh
1: yeah like like fancy
0: right right so like I call up there and like you can come up and look but they're not up here bullshit sorry bullshit I go up there I walk around the corner and there's there's his shoes sitting right (sighs) there and I
1: grab them and I look at them and I'm like I found the shoes thanks it's worse than like sending Milton or um Rex to find something oh my god don't even my um rusty um he started clipping his fingernails and apparently his toenails good grooming is a good thing especially when you're like a a adolescent in the midst of kind of like puberty beginnings right it's a good thing grooming is good thank you for for clipping well apparently he also has some uh Tendencies uh as as wrecks. So halfway through this grooming process, suddenly, you know, squirrel. So we've only gotten like six toenails and four fingernails done. Don't ask me the science behind it. I couldn't tell you. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So the next day I noticed that we have not actually completed the grooming task. So I mention to him. Hey, maybe you should complete this grooming task. Well, I can't find the nail clippers. You found them yesterday and you were able to clip four toenails and three fingernails. Where the hell are they now? That's how much they can't find shit. So
0: I've had the same problem. Like, I will say, like, I know where a lot of things are in this house, but I am told that I hide them.
1: Right. Of course you do.
0: So prime example, we have a drawer that we put all of our like Tervis lids and like at bedtime Rex still likes like to drink some milk while he's reading or whatever. So we have like the sippy cup that won't spill. Right. Right. Falls asleep with it. So, and then I have to, like, do the whole ninja skill to take it out and and leave, right? So, um, I hear the rumbling this morning of the drawer lid. The lid that has every
1: every
0: lid in this house. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I know he's looking for something, so... I go about my day my morning and then I come out and I'm like I never found out if he got what he was looking for and I was like hey did you ever find out what you're looking for he's like no I'm not kidding you the lid that he was looking for was right next to the stove duh and I had seen it and then as we're having a conversation he goes did you just put that there
1: yes I just pulled it out of my ass and put it there
0: because I, I I personally went on a mission to find this lid and put it here. Now, I will tell you this. there, um, we got this really cute handmade patch cloth piece with like a cross. It was made by nuns and priests from this whatever like the Spanish teacher gave it to us. and it was really sweet and it had this nice little letter. I didn't even I don't even know what it looks like. I just saw the patchwork patch and I know that it was blue. Rex shows it to Milton. Milton goes, that's really cool. I go to look for it. I have no clue where this <sighs> thing is.
1: It's gone. gone.
0: It's gone somewhere. I've checked pants pockets. I've, I, I have no clue where this thing is. Gone. And it was sitting on the kitchen table. Oh, no. I have the paper. The little note card. Right. Blessed by the priest and made by these nuns. Oh,
1: no, but it's gone, gone. 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 Bye. Uh, Yeah.
0: I don't know. Like.
1: One day when these kids move out, I feel like we'll find them.
0: Right. Oh, well, first day of camp, he gets into the car and I say, where are your socks? He goes, I lost them.
1: (gasps) They swim though at camp, right?
0: Yeah. And then I picked him up yesterday and he's wearing his bathing suit bottoms and the shirt that he went to camp in. And I was like, and no socks. <sighs> and I'm like, so dude, um, question. Where are your pants? And he goes, mommy.
1: Dude, where's my pants?
0: I lost my shorts and underwear. And I'm like, okay, so now we're missing a pair of socks, which by the way, we're not matching in the first place. Because I can't find matching socks in my house. Yeah. Ever. Overrated. I know. I don't even stress about it anymore. And now I'm missing underwear and shorts. I get home. Oh, and by the way, his his water bottle spilt all in his backpack. So his backpack's saturated. Camp is rough. I take everything out. His shirt and his shorts and underwear in bottom of the bag, soaked. Oh. I'm just like oh. Well, I mean, they're there. I And I, they're there. And this morning when I dropped them off, I found his
1: mismatched socks.
0: Okay. So I'm only missing one sock now. So hopefully I'll find the other.
1: Camp is tough. I tried to, like, send my kids in ratty clothes. Like, it's hard to keep track of their shit, especially that at that age. Like, it is not easy. I will give them that. There's not a lot of supervision. It's one counselor to 25 kids. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. it's tough.
0: Well, he um, weaselled himself in getting to de- getting dessert tonight because his camp counselor that he likes <laughs> um, works at the local yogurt place. Oh, which is next to the store I needed to go to. Anyhow, so he walked in, and the counselor was like, "He's such an awesome kid." And I
1: was
0: like, "Well, that makes me feel good." I was, and I jokingly said, "I'm um, because." you know, you can get points. So I had given him my number so I could get the points for, you know, a coupon next time or whatever. Right. And I joked and I said, you know, I just gave, I just gave him my phone number. So if you give him a hard time, he can call you. (laughs) And and Rex looks at me and was like, you think I'm lying? And he goes, nope, she gave me her number.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. That's so cute. But they're cute. So before we end we had like a couple things I know that we wrote down so you did one of them um so I have one that was a patient with random kitchen utensils I wrote down so um in the the HMP it was documented that patient had been brought to the hospital for confusion and had been trying to take random kitchen utensils from his house and I was like what the hell was he using them for like random kitchen utensils to do what like was he just like grabbing like a ladle and trying to like paint with it I- I'm not I didn't understand what it meant
0: so and so was he like it's not like he was stealing them because they're his like right he, he was confused from his house out of his house
1: right and he didn't have dementia he was just confused. He had some he had like a malignancy and he had an infection. and so he had like he was you know encephalopathic, something you know, was causing him delirium. and some things just weren't firing correctly. and apparently it's been going on for like a week or two. And so I'm like, I have to know because you know, really, yes, we're social workers, but like we're nosy bitches. and oh, so to know that reason what? I like, need to know what kitchen utensil is. I mean, we've talked about other things. I'm I'm pretty sure I talked about the peanut jar and the butter knife that I've dealt with in in season one. So like, I I need to know. And so, you know, there's ways that you find out without asking directly, well, in conversation with the family, he had prostate cancer, maybe it was metastatic prostate cancer. and so he had had like a foley. They like kept getting infected. So then the UTIs would make him a little bit more confused. And he would wake up. And just think the Foley was like. Something wrong. And that needed to go. And so he was getting random kitchen utensils. And cutting the Foley line. Himself. And then she said. And bless him for his originality. Then she said he found like nail clippers. And started clipping at the Folio line to cut it so he could get the bag off of him. So
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, so it was sad. Like I did feel bad.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Like I often wonder like well it was like our guy, remember my guy who sliced his scrotum to um to see if the chf fluid would just drain out that way instead of you know using lasix or PMX or something (laughs) yeah it's like that same concept except that guy didn't have any sort of infection or anything that would make him not right in the head at least this guy had an actual uti and you know was clearly um medically altered from the infection that's just yeah um and then I have a new dictation fail <laughs>
0: uh
1: of the week so this one was my favorite so they it was like um well it's not even a dictation it was a typo I guess I don't know so <laughs> it was in a it was in a social worker psychosocial history assessment no. and apparently they've been writing like how the patient will get home i guess because that's part of their new like assessment process and so it says her ride will be her chariot michael so i'm assuming that michael is going to show up at the hospital and allow her to ride home on his back i don't know that's what it sounded like to me
0: okay so This, that right there is the reason I want to be with somebody to see what happens. Because, so this is, okay, because this could have played out two ways in my mind. One, the person was just, like, the person that documented the chariot just thought it would be, like, that's, you know, the person, the patient said, my chariot is gonna come by Michael. Yeah. and she took it literally mm-hmm. like, were all the cannons firing when that was processing? Did she really think that this person was going to come on a chariot? because, like I could say something smart ass, like I can see you right,
1: right. So right? you know, my favorite thing is when when our one of our older doctors, who was super sweet and he would say like what brought you to the hospital and they would be like "Uh, an ambulance
0: right right that's like um when I was working with my field instructor and she would call to place a referral and they're like what is her problem and her response would be she's sick (laughs) like duh like why does it matter right they're sick they need therapy (laughs) or is like did that person even... Does that person even know what a chariot is?
1: No. Right. Like, I'm trying to look at, like, letters. C-H. It's not like it's near son. No. Cousin. C-O-U-S. No. I don't know. It had to be... So, and I'm not immune to this. Like, I type my notes in a, in a program that will auto-correct them, and then I put them into the medical record, because our medical record doesn't have autocorrect right. so our
0: stuff my portion does which is nice fucking nice
1: so maybe this person is doing the same and so maybe it autocorrected it's a chariot from uh, knows what but okay but even then like do you not i read my note before i file it oh, No, i am not immune to typos i'm not immune to autocorrect fails i am absolutely not saying that at all but i am saying that like the ones that i get are like subtle like like patient or you know if i put pt for physical therapy or if i put you know his or apostrophes like all that kind of crap all the time but like my message gets across better like 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 you said literally like did the patient actually say this Or is it a typo? It's very confusing.
0: Like, maybe, and I was thinking, like, maybe it's a first-last name. Like, Chariot was close to... uh, I don't know. I can't even think of a name that's close to Chariot. That I can screw that
1: up. Charlie? Charlie Michael? Charlie?
0: But still, like... Like, I don't know, like that just seems, yeah, that's, but you're you're prone to seeing that. Because like, remember when um, you, your person, well, granted,
1: they spelt out cabbage. So God, that was just that. No, that was not a typo. That was because just, I can promise you 15 years, every time I type CABG in capital letters, it never makes it into the vegetable. That was but- just pure and total stupidity. So I'm
0: wondering, is this case manager the same one that did that?
1: <laughs> no. No. Thank God she's gone.
0: Um but didn't you have another one?
1: Um did I?
0: Um
1: oh oh well this was not a type this was not an autocorrect fail though. So this was so this one I think is an autocorrect fail. I didn't think it was stupidity. Like I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they also use a program to type their notes like I do and that they it it corrected you know cousin whatever that's what I think this one is so I gave them that one for as a freebie okay I'm not judging you but we have communication panels like in each room and they're clear and they have like things underneath them and you write on them they're they're glass and then you write on them like to communicate with your patient and so like your patient's name or not name who your patient's nurse is who your patient's doctor is what medications what kind of diet they're on like it's all on there it's like this big giant communication board and um and that way if family comes in they can put their phone number on there like there's lots of different sections and it's huge it's like bulletin a board. board right it's basically a bulletin board customizable and so i'm standing there talking to this patient and the like our team is all there and everyone like the nurses talking and the physicians talking and the you know therapists talking like we're going around and we're kind of all talking about what's going on and the person says to me you know i'm really tired of this diet i just want to eat whatever i want to eat i'm like 83 years old if i aspirate i don't give a shit like just let me go and we're like well sounds pretty you know reasonable to me right like You understand that the risk is death. You are okay with hospice and you want to go back to your facility and eat whatever the F you want. Okay. So I look at out of curiosity. So this is what kills you, right? Like every time I always get nosy. So I'm like, well, what kind of diet do they have her on? So they have her on um, a thickened, like a diet because of her um, difficulty swallowing and i look and on the on the board it has n e k t e r and if you're not familiar there is a chain of restaurants or cafes maybe you call them in multiple states throughout the united states that's called nectar juice bar and they're uh, there's really not any in the west but they're otherwise kind of scattered throughout the united states i've never seen one oh well there's actually not one there's one not far from you i'll have to send you it oh no that that is kind of far from you never mind well yeah. there was one at some point near where i worked they didn't do well and they've closed down since so they're not currently um active in anywhere like near us but they were at some point point. and clearly the person who wrote this on the board has also been there because they spelled it n-e-k-t-e-r like what in the actual hell that is do you, not
0: do you really okay come on you're giving them the benefit of the doubt that that's what they're thinking i literally think that that person thinks
1: nectar is spelt with a k They didn't even use a a C, though. They just used the N-E-K. They didn't even try to say, like, neck, like your neck. They didn't even do that. They went straight to N-E-K, like the juice place. So either they're from a place that had one of these and have recently moved here where we don't have a local one. Or, I don't know. Like, I am to the point, Christina, that I just... The stupidity of the simplest things, like... Because you don't have autocorrect on these boards. These boards are handwritten. Like, people are that simple? I don't know. These are people that are in charge of your life, by the way.
0: So, all right. So, this place... I, I, now I'm interested
1: in this bar. But, yeah. I,
0: well, but here, here, I got one. So, this was um one of the techs that I used to work with and there was like three of us I was kind of like the mama hen and um these two younger gals would go to lunch with me and it was kind of like it was always known and I was always there I'm like okay we got 30 minutes (laughs) like then we got to go back right so they were like what time are you going and I'm like quarter after And she looked at me and said, 125. (laughs) And I was like, No. Wait, what did you just say? And she's like, 125. I was like, I said quarter after.
1: Yeah, quarter, like 25 cents. (laughs)
0: She's like, Well, quarter's 25. I'm like, Okay, no. Okay. All right. So, I said you like football right and she's like yeah and I was like how many quarters are in a game of football she's like four quarters and I was like and how long are those quarters and she's like 15 minutes and I'm like and like the processing wheels I swear to you, you could see like
1: the five. fucking hamster right
0: right and then she's like so, when people say quarter after or quarter till, they mean like whatever, you know, 115 or 145. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what if I said half past? Would you know what that is? And she just like looked at me and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, well, let's just oh, no. go to lunch now.
1: <laughs> let's just go now.
0: Because I don't know what time you're going to show up. Oh, my
1: oh so my kids and i were having this discussion this morning my son was saying that um like if people say a quarter two or ten till that means they're old like if you ask what time it is really yeah that's what he's talking. I mean, and i have
0: to have a chat that doesn't that no he couldn't
1: what he said shame on him i agree but he's like no one says that i said well maybe none of your friends say that because you're babies
0: so okay so he says that about quarter till but nobody says like so rex was learning time and he was saying half past. uh-huh that's old or is that legit
1: so yes audrey and i we share the same time telling but rusty he seems to judge me but he's at the age where he judges everyone that's older than him well yeah it's just that it's just a hard age it's
0: that try i'm trying to do what i can to fit in yeah
1: yeah and it's yeah yeah it's tough it. which is fine Uh, let's see i think i covered all my points i got my my fail of the week dictation fail
0: yeah i'll have to keep a lookout on mine now
1: and then i'm going to research whatever it was that i had to tell christina within three days or else i couldn't wait any longer and then I, i don't know what it is
0: and text me hints
1: Yes, this time I'm going to text you enough hints that I'll remember it, because apparently I did not remember it this time, because I have dementia as well. Mm. Or maybe I'm just, you know, a mom with like 20 million things on my mind. I'm not sure. Yep, we did kitchen utensils, we did the juice place, we did the chariot. Yeah, so we're good. I got all mine. My... And you got your... Inpatient story, so I think we're good for this episode. We are good,
0: yeah. But it's okay.
1: No, I think it's good. We were able to catch up. We were able to share some funny stuff. At least we had like a list of stuff, whereas we're not like fishing for things yeah. to add to our episode. So this one is a little bit longer, I think, than normal, but it's okay. We have some really good stuff, and we will be back in a couple weeks, hopefully, with the story that I've been apparently saving. So long that I, I forgot it. it. Yeah. Hey, is um oh. Is uh Tom still around?
0: Tom is. Hopefully this is the one. Oh no. Mm. Tom is, is the- he- Tom is here, but I don't know where the Z of laryngitis again. He does. I it's alright. Get taught. I might have to get Tom new batteries.
1: I was thinking about one of the gifts that you gave me for my birthday. I think. Um, I was thinking I was really desperate to the point that I was gonna have to start carrying it around work, and then shooting it at people, and not it's not a weapon. Let's let me back up. Cool. firing it, it um inserting it at people when they say stupid shit.
0: Well, I cleared out a box and I found my dammit doll <gasps> yes! I was running around with it the other day. I was like, uh. yes.
1: Like I want to just go beat people with
0: my Damn it doll. Is that allowed? I actually took him and hit him with it. Yeah. I was like, stop it. You can't play with this. This is my toy. Whack. I fa- I found the other
1: Tom. there he is see see one of them doesn't have laryngitis one of
0: them doesn't have laryngitis
1: that's the one who hasn't been arguing with his wife about whether or not he should still play football
0: yes he's he
1: doesn't have laryngitis the one who has laryngitis has been arguing with his wife or ex-wife
0: yeah really
1: yeah it's a rough life man
0: i hate to have that life i mean i would take the money but first world
1: problems yeah
0: All right. right. Well, thank
1: you, guys. We will talk to you in a few weeks.
0: Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. You don't have to be a social worker or medical helping professional to enjoy this conversation. Anyone from any walk of life
1: can tune in. Do you have a funny story about your work as a helping professional? Email us at socialworkerwine time at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at socialworkerwine time. The H is optional, like in our logo, because we might be drinking wine, but it's not optional in our email address and on our Instagram.
0: Come and tell us your story. We may share your story on our next podcast.
1: That's all for now. We're going to go dance it out like Meredith and Christina. Cheers! Cheers.